What's poppin' fam? Welcome to Don't Touch My Mindset, a podcast that is designed to uplift, inspire, and motivate you, and most importantly, share tools to help you protect that mindset. How'd you do? How'd you do? All them goals, dreams, aspirations, resolutions. How'd you do? Ah, you know what? I'm I'm not even on that today. Today, because because today is all about pivotal moments. Yes, we are getting joined by an amazing guest going back to the West Coast. I don't know. It's just some amazing people out there, and we're just building connections, building relationships. I absolutely love it. But I have a special guest for you that that um, I think you're gonna enjoy the story the energy, the wisdom, man, yo, if, if you haven't already, please rate, review, follow the show, if anything resonates from this episode, share it with a friend, share it with a friend, man, it really helps the show grow, um, we are back on Wednesday with a brand new mindset, uh, but until then, enjoy this episode of Pivotal Moments, it's an amazing story, um, and if you want to share your own story on the write us write us either at don't touch my mindset on instagram or at dj chase on instagram or you can email us at hello at don't touch my mindset.com check out the merch man i love you guys thank you thank you thank you so much for rocking with us let's get into it Super, super excited. I got a good friend here, fellow coach, fellow life changer, fellow game changer, fellow uh, transform, transformational teacher, uh, speaker, leader. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think there's enough words to describe you in the positive light that I want to. So Miss Reigns, will you please introduce yourself to everybody? Yes, hello, I am Keola Reigns, uh, recovery coach, by random, random experience. Um, I started off as a fitness and nutrition coach right after um, undergrad and grad school. And due to my personal choices and my ups and downs and peaks and pits, I stumbled into recovery coaching um, as a part of my recovery. And it's the best surprise that could have ever (laughs) happened to me. Um, so I'm happy to be here to share a little bit about my journey, my experience, and also share some tips and tools for us to support our recovery journey, our um, positive mindset, and how to uplift ourselves using food and movement. So excited for the conversation. I love it. I love it. And, and I've just, I've been following you for a while now. Um, and we, we spoke many times. We've developed this amazing relationship and you're just doing amazing things. You're, you're on your own fitness journey. You're coaching and giving back your recovery. How long have you been in recovery now? It will be four years, January 1st, four years. Wow. Yeah, like, so go ahead. Wow. It's, um, it, I don't know how it went by so fast. <laughs> like I just, I remember one year and looking back on that first year and realizing, okay, there was, there were a couple, a couple of twists and turns, you know, let's make year two a little bit different. So here comes year two, 2020 and uh, year two was different because I um, became pregnant with my son. So that was a twist. Then 2020 world shut down. So that was a twist to my sobriety. So I'm like, okay, this was different. 
first year of motherhood and you know being alcohol free also just uh an eye opener to understand um how that mommy wine culture can really have a hold on a lot of people a lot of women um, and parents too and then um this past year has was just like the fireworks year like okay girl you are really doing this you know from facilitating meetings to becoming um a coach in the recovery space it's just been absolutely amazing so four years in recovery three years alcohol free i personally designate that that difference because that first year there were some some slips and falls and twists and turns but i was still in recovery and what i mean by that is as soon as i fell i immediately got back up checked in got into fellowship i didn't let it um i didn't stay down when i fell down and i got right back into my process and doing the things i needed to do to stay on on the track where i think that some folks have time in recovery abstaining from a certain substance and then maybe they have a fall and they stay down for a while and pick up months and months later or years later for me it was like oh okay yep you still can't do it you still don't have it so get back up and then my last drink was December 31st, 2019. So I, my, I still keep my January 1st date. It's it's just, I don't know if that's just my, the little mind part of me that wants to control something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the one thing I know for sure. This is something I can decide for myself that I'm substance free ever since this date. So, you know, yeah. what? I, I, I find beauty in that. I find beauty in that. Um, one, I, I've never experienced any any type of slips falls relapse or anything like that but then when i when i do coaching with people there's people who do and all i can say is show yourself grace and give yourself credit show yourself grace and give yourself credit right think about what you did do apply what didn't work and then let's focus on what is working right and so like one what's one piece of advice for that person that you were that first year in recovery i mean let's just dive into it like what 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 would you tell somebody there um, so if when you're going into that first year, so if I'm talking to somebody that's on day one, day 90, six months in somewhere around there, each of those people stay in fellowship. That's the number one thing. Stay in fellowship, whatever your fellowship looks like. If it's in person fellowship, if you're a part of a virtual community, make that a priority. So that doesn't necessarily mean daily meetings. Um, because sometimes people's schedules do not allow for that. That means fellowship. That means you're intentionally reaching out to someone else who is on the journey. If that's a text group that you're in, if that's an Instagram chat thread that you're in, whatever it is, stay in fellowship, stay connected with folks. And of course, if you can get to to, um, small group meetings on a regular basis or virtual meetings on a regular basis, I suggest that as well. Be around other people who understand what this journey is like in some capacity. Um, And then the next thing is, I I highly suggest, maybe I'm biased because I've been coaching even before recovery, before recovery, you know, that's, I I studied kinesiology and fitness and nutrition coaching are my thing. Get an accountability expert, get an accountability expert. So you have your fellowship of peers and people who are, like-minded and wanting to make that change and then you have someone who has experience in keeping people holding people accountable and i say expert because you want someone who you're not the first person that they're holding accountable Mm -hmm. they've helped many people 
achieve what they want to achieve and get where they want to go. And they've helped many people with accountability, get an expert. That might be a therapist, that might be a coach, um, that might be a peer support specialist, but someone who is going to keep you on track with what you say you're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next thing, 100% is get right up. If you fall, get right up. If you fall off the wagon, if you consciously choose to use, because I'm, I'm, I'm moving more towards that conscious choice to use rather than slip. Um, mm. uh, a slip is, is an accident. Yeah. And you don't really see it coming with, with, with drugs. We have to be real. You might've not known that the person was coming in with that substance, but then after that, it's your choice to consume the substance. Mm. So it's, it's it's it is a choice that's just my my come thought on, on talk about it now talk about it let's go because I, I think the same way i think i think the exact same way yeah. yeah so if that if you consciously choose to use um as you know as soon as you come back to your to your true self get right back up get into fellowship call you know call your accountability partner and keep moving forward don't stay down if you fall down so those are new to recovery in that first year fellowship 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 mm. accountability expert get right back up if you fall that's good that's good look look you know we, we catch it just gave you a system catch it catch it look point one two and three just gave you a system i'm gonna need y'all to catch it. It, it it's if i if you could go back and look at your recovery i mean as uh, as we're recording this it's the end of the year but you look at your recovery you're coming up on on a milestone again what smell would your recovery have if you had to look back what smell would your recovery have it smells like gumbo yeah. <laughs> it smells like gumbo right like ooh home cooked with some soul in it um sometimes maybe a little extra of something like okay well we put a little too much i mean can you really put too much crab legs and sausage no but maybe we put a little too much roux we put a little <laughs> too much roux so now we got to add a little bit more water and now the pot is getting bigger and bigger and bigger so starting off as a i thought i was doing a, a one single serving gumbo i thought this was going to be for me i'm getting sober for me so i can benefit from this and my family can benefit. That was all I was thinking about. Single serving. Well, you put a little bit too much of this in it. Add more water, the pot keeps getting bigger. You put a little bit too much of this. Maybe you were, because I think you can overuse anything, right? If I'm relying only on fellowship and I have no accountability, I'm showing up and being in this group, but outside of the group, nobody's keeping me in check. Got to add some more water, got to add some more ingredients. So as I found that balance of fellowship and accountability and get right back up, my pot now is the perfect size pot, but I'm not just serving myself like I thought that I was going to do. Now I got enough for everybody. So you get a bowl, you get a bowl, you get a bowl. So many flavors. Um, and I say gumbo because I don't, just believe that 12 step works 12 step is like that's the crab legs i don't think that just um the virtual recovery or new age sober ish sober curious face works that's the sausage in there that works too the books those work too that's the rice the quitlet and the podcast and the recovery coaching that's the for some folks who put okra in their gumbo that's the okra right <laughs> all of the because there's different there's a difference 
all of these different ingredients have made up my journey. Um, I was very active in a space just for a sober black woman for a few years, and that had its own purpose in my journey. Each of these different ingredients are what make up my big stew, my big gumbo pot. So definitely, you know, in the home cooking aspect, I'm very much in this journey because I want my family, my family that I'm creating with my partner and my um, immediate family, siblings and parents to also benefit from me being who I was truly meant to be. And so there's a little family aspect to that as well. So yeah, now I want some gumbo. Yo, I'm, you and me both. I'm like, hey, if you cooking it, because that sounds like you got to throw down on the gumbo. <laughs> I, I watch my mom and um, Nathaniel, my partner, my father's son. We, I mean, we love food, and he he comes from a home where his mom was a caterer, so food is his thing, and I do the dishes. <laughs> hey, that's I'm I'm telling you it. It, systems catch it again systems this is how relationships work right <laughs> and it's not and it goes a little bit deeper than that than just like yeah hey you gonna cook i'm gonna do the dishes we good there it's that one that has been communicated in preferences and tendencies and then that uh, we come out of that so that's one thing that i'm huge about is communication and that's oh. one you know what i mean so i teach so let let me the whole reason that you're here let me let me ask you what what was I want to say a pivotal moment because just in the timeline from 2019 to 2022, I bet you've probably had four pivotal moments, but what is a, a, a impactful pivotal moment that has really shaped you to who you are today, to the strong, amazing black woman that is leading communities that are leading meetings, that's recovering out loud, that's champion for other people. Like what pivotal moment made you that? Um, In the journey, I would say the first time that I was invited to facilitate in a recovery space, the first time that someone said, hey, can you run this meeting? Um, that was a like, oh shit, I guess I, yeah, I guess I, I can, yeah. I've, I've taught in classrooms before, I've taught in online spaces before. So the teaching aspect and the speaking aspect, no problem. Um, I'm not shy, as you might know. Uh, I, I love sharing. And when someone opened my eyes to, you can do what you do and be yourself in the recovery space. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, this this is like an actual thing. I, I, I'm gonna be leading this meeting and I get to pick a topic and I get to be in fellowship with, at that in that space, it was all black women and so, oh, wow, okay, I'm doing this. And the next, I would say, was just about six or seven months ago. Um, this year has been group after group after group reaching out. And so when someone who I, I followed, you know, with the blue check, reached out and said, hey, we want you to come to a workshop in our space. I just realized, oh, I, I am, I, I am me. Yes, I am a nutrition coach. That's right. I am a nutrition coach. I do have over 10 years of experience as a personal trainer. I am valuable. Okay. Not only am I valuable, I'm valuable in the space, in the community that matters so much to me. Mm. So from that first invite, which was about two years ago, I was still, I was 
pregnant was 2020. From that first invite to, do you want to lead a meeting? Where the light bulb kind of went off to, I guess more than six months ago, earlier this year, another space reaching out and confirming that not only are you valuable to sober black women, you're valuable to women and to mothers as a person in recovery. And then that expanded into, you're not only valuable to black women and mothers, you are valuable in the recovery space. And once I realized, oh, that's why all this stuff happened. That's why I studied what I studied in undergrad and grad school. That's why I am a person in recovery because the recovery space needs people who love human movement and nutrition and can educate us on how to use those things in our recovery journey. And then it was like, whole life has changed. Never thought I was gonna have a career as a coach in the recovery space. Well, that is a, a huge pivot for me. Earlier this year, I was set on the notion that I will do clubhouse rooms for free. I will do small meetings for free. I will do everything. No problem. It's great. I'm giving back. I'll be a stay-at-home mom. I just, that is what it is. And then the universe said, you could still stay at home. You're going to stay at home and you're going to do some work. And you're going to do what you love to do with a community that's so important to you. So it has been a full 180, 360. I don't know. It's turned. It's turning. Right. No, that's, and that's beautiful. And it sounds like it's just, it's just so much alignment, like, and nothing is forced in that aspect of when it comes up. And I think that's the most important part of when we're, we're leveraging, I love, I love the word leverage, when, when we can leverage a pivotal moment, not force anything to try and make the puzzle piece fit to get up and get our game, but it's literally a win-win for everybody involved. And it was just delivered because of who you are and your gifts and what you do and what you've been focused on and your growth and your development. Like that, so in that process, what was the hardest part of adjusting? I would say definitely the, the substance use aspect that I'm working with people who have this other challenge that they're dealing with. So when one person would come to me and it's, I want to lose 15 pounds, cool. We never really talked too much about um, substances. I would mention alcohol as a part of the nutrition piece, but at the same time, I couldn't really say much about alcohol because I was drinking bottles of wine by the day. So I didn't really talk too much about it. Um, same thing with fitness. You, you want to get moving? Okay, great. You want to get stronger? Great. We're focused on just that. I know a little you know, a few pieces about folks, family and work, and that would come up in, in sessions, but we were focused on food and movement. Mm -hmm. And in this role where I'm bringing those as tools, the priority is abstaining from the substance. And so that definitely changes my empathy. It, it also changes because I get it, I, I understand. I understand the challenge that you're that you're moving through and overcoming, but it's a different um, it's a different approach than someone who's coming in to just change the way their their physical body looks or change their relationship with food. We have something that is extremely life changing. Losing weight can change someone's life. Getting stronger could change someone's life. This is generation changing. When you abstain from a substance and become free from addiction or substance use disorder, you are making a huge 
ripple effect for everyone around you, people that are coming after you, even the people that came before you, you're doing a service to them in, in my belief. And that deeper impact, I had to kind of like, whoa, okay. So this is not, this is like real life changing shit. You know, I've had clients in the past that said, you know, you, you, you helped me change my life. I'm 50 pounds lighter. I'm so happy. And that's great. And I think that that was impactful. This is just a different impact. There's like, uh, there's like the impact from a pebble or a brick. And then there's like a asteroid impact recovery. I feel like is comet asteroid level impact losing a little weight. Great. I did make an impact. You have tools you can use forever. This is changing generation. So that was the, the big difference is that, that, that recovery piece mm -hmm. that was just like knowing that it's so much deeper than just a substance too as when i'm working with clients and i i have to really stop and look at my businesses like yo i don't just help people stop using help people recover their life like yeah. so i was like so what what is it that i needed what is it that i that i, I said communication i didn't know how to communicate I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I needed. I didn't go, I wasn't in environments that naturally celebrated who I naturally was. And so now in, in my business, now I'm teaching people to be themselves and communicate and, and know what they need to thrive and things like that. But it's so weird. I'm, I'm, I'm like, yo, I, I'm only going to coach you if you're 90 days, uh, uh, alcohol free. You gotta, you gotta do the first 90 days by yourself. I did, I did the first six months by myself. You know what I mean? So it leads me to this question for you on, on your perspective and your thought process. Where does change happen when, when somebody's actively working at becoming a better version of themselves? Is that, is that 30 days in? Is that, is that dry January and I'm changed forever? Is that, you know, is it, is it 60 days in where it's like, ah, you know, I, I don't really want to drink anymore, but I kind of also don't want to look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> but like, so where, where does that change happen? I would say that it's in phases the same way that you, we change our clothes, right? You change your clothes. You can't take everything off all at once. You got to take your socks off. Then you got to take your pants off. Then you got to take your shirt off. And then you have to pick, pick some new socks. You have to pick some new pants. And you got to pick a new shirt. So you might be able to do that fairly quickly, that simple change but it did have to happen in steps, no matter, uh, unless you have some magic talents. I don't know if you can take everything off all at the same time. You gotta take, you know, one thing off at a time, right? Just like, you know, put our pants on one foot at a time. <laughs> so it's a, it's a gradual process. I think different aspects of a person change at different phases of your evolution. So it's, it's still happening. Even for me, it's still happening. I'm still changing because I'm learning that I am going to be balancing multiple coaching spaces, working with people from all kinds of different backgrounds. So I'm having to evolve and learn each day. But I think there are certain changes that happen at certain points. I think first, we you have the mental shift. You decide, I want to be different. I wanna be different. Okay, so now you're thinking differently. The next thing that changes is I want to be around different people. So you start putting yourself in new spaces. Now I want to start speaking differently and acting differently. So you start picking up books, podcasts, leadership, and you start speaking differently and acting differently. And little by little, 
you look back on the year and you're like, wow, I am a completely different person than I was in January because I've picked up these lessons and these experiences and going into the new year for me, I hope at the end of next year, I also am a completely different person. I don't want to, me, I want to constantly be surprising people like, wow, wow, she's really evolving. You know, of course I want to keep the essence of who I am, my style, certain parts of my personality, but there are other parts of my personality that I'm like, we, we could probably do without that, you know, in, in year for, from 40 to 50, I don't necessarily need the, the things that I did from age 30 to 40. I need some new things. I'm a 40 year old woman now. And when I'm a 50 year old woman, there's some things that the 40 year old version of me can, you know, leave behind. So I hope that I'm always changing for the better, but I think that it, it definitely happens in phases, in steps. Yeah. Take off one thing, take off another thing, get a new one, get a clean one, take off the dirty shirt, put the clean shirt on. You got to button it up, you get, you know, get ready to go. It's not going to happen all at once. But when you look back and, and see it, it's pretty beautiful. Magical. And, and, yo, it's so, it's so magical. And I tell everybody always, I need you to be emotionally attached to the process, not the outcome, not the outcome. And don't compare your cut to somebody else's cut. I promise you, they both hurt. <laughs> and it's, it's the fact that if we're going to try and compare how we change, the process that we're going through to how somebody else is changing their clothes, they just might be able to change your clothes faster than you. You right. know what I mean? Somebody <laughs> might know the trick to get the socks off behind the behind the heel. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and somebody might be trying to pull down the tube socks from the top. That off. reminds me of my dad so much. Yeah, the the reach around, not like the little kid trying to pull, pull <laughs> from the toes. Like you're gonna be doing that for a while. But that's where we need somebody like, you know, to come in and say, did you ever think of, you know, just sliding back, sli just sliding your sock off from the back? You're trying to pull off from the toes. It's not going to work. It's going to take you a long time to change. Mm, mm, that's good. That's a whole message right there. That's good. Look, I'm telling you, hey, y'all were ready for today. I, I, I love it. I love it. It, it brings me to this quote. I, I was... I, I go through in the mornings and I read quotes. Of course, speaker life, you got to be nasty with the quote game, right? And um, H. Jackson Brown said, um, I just want to see what, what comes to mind for you. What does, it, what does this speak to you? And just kind of riff on this for a minute. But he said, in the confrontation between the stream and the rock, the stream always wins, not through strength, but by perseverance. Because mm. the stream don't stop. Dreams don't stop, don't take no breaks. It's constantly moving. I mean, that kinetic energy and movement is, is my passion. And just knowing that we all have that in us to move, make something happen. Even though we would see that rock sitting there as, oh, it's stronger. There's no way that water, what's that water gonna do is water. We're talking about, you know, a rock. But the rock stays there the whole time. The pebbles is just, it's sitting there. The water's rushing. It's moving. It's new water. You're not going to see the same water come past. So even that rock sitting there, you weren't prepared for this other rush, this new rush of water that's coming towards you. It's going to take a little piece off of you, a little chip. And you're still sitting there. You didn't move. Here comes the persistent water coming, coming, moving and new. Um, beautiful quote. 
you have to keep moving. And I have a sister who's a, a meditation um, coach. And of course, you know, in, in, in meditation, a lot of times we're taught stillness. And that's great. You can have moments of that, of calm. But soon after the calm, you need to get up and move. You gotta keep moving. So I think that's a beautiful quote. Yeah, you gotta be persistent in the direction you're going, not concerned about, oh, obstacles in the way, go around it, go, go around it, go under it, go over it, something, we're, we're not gonna let it stop us. We're gonna keep moving. Yeah, yeah that, and that's, that's beautiful. I love that because it's the fact that adversity is gonna be there. You tell me what stream that you have been in that you ain't seen no rocks. Yeah. Which stream, they, they, there's, when you see a stream, you see rocks. But that's the thing, you see the stream all the time because it's always moving, the perseverance, just the rocks are either at the bottom, they're getting ran around, they're getting ran over. And it's like you said, you gotta keep moving. And I think it's that fact of, of finding a way to get through the obstacle, the trial, the adversity, the tribulation, whatever it may be. So I get a lot of people uh, you know, I was talking. I was talking to this kid. I do a, le a leadership development class with some youth, and I was talking to this kid, and he was like, "Man, my my, my girl's on my back. You know, my family's telling me I'm not this and that, and I don't feel. So I, I got these tests that are coming up for uh, the semester." And I was like, "Yo, okay." He was like, "How do you sustain that mindset that you get, Jay? Like, how do you keep doing it?" I was like, "What you want me to tell you to quit? You want me to tell you to just stop going? Just like you want me to tell you to just give up?" Like you want me to tell you to just, hey, you know what? You right, you right. right. Yeah, just there, quit. There, there's the rock. The, you know, it just you know, once you just fizzle out a little bit, come come around to it next time. No, keep going. Like you got it, you got it. So I love the way that's so so important in in our evolution of growth and our evolution of change and our evolution is just to keep going with that per perseverance. So let me let me switch it up. Rapid fire. If you could make a 20 second phone call to your future self, what would you say? Okay, hold on, I gotta set a timer. 20 seconds, because <laughs> I wanna do it, Jay. 20 <laughs> second phone call to my future, 20 second phone call to my future self. No questions, you can only say. I'm only saying to uh, 65 year old Keola. All right, here we go. Girl, what's up? Oh my God, you're killing the game. You're amazing, you're beautiful. You are um, an awesome mother. And I wanna remind you to stare at your son more. And um, I'm just so proud of all of the work that you have done to heal, to grow. And um, I love that beautiful new diamond bracelet that you just bought yourself. Come on, come on now. I love it. I love it. I like jewelry. What can I say, Jay? I like jewelry. Hey, and, and you know what? You know yourself so well that that's not going to change. <laughs> 65 year old me, she's got a nice little tennis bracelet. So she's rocking it. I love it. I love it. Yo, that, that's the beauty of that question is one, affirmations, because what you, what you need to know in the future is probably what you need to hear right now, right? 100%. And that's why a lot of people like to focus on the past. A lot of people like to focus on, you know, what would you say to your past self? And yeah, I think, I think a therapist does a great job of helping you go backwards, helping you yeah. look look backwards. I think a therapist will help you figure it out, but yeah. I think a coach is meant to help you move forward. You know what 100%. I mean? I've never ever been asked future self. 
Mm-hmm. It's all right. I just re- it's it's typically old you. That's a good, really good exercise. A hundred percent. And and that's I discovered that through like this case study that was done in the UK that only eighty three percent of people or like. of people don't have a relationship with their future self. So I've I've based a lot of my coaching off developing a relationship with with, uh, your future self. I make that, I make that 20 second phone call every day to myself, but those are, those are the affirmations that you need. Those are the things that you need to keep going to get past that persistence, to get past that rock, to to be the little stream that's coming up with I'm at 20 years from now, you're probably facing that same limitation that you self-manufactured for yourself because we haven't dealt with it. But you know, that's just my, my way of thinking. But um, I'm glad I'm glad you you, you played the game with me. <laughs> Twenty second phone call. That's that's really powerful. Oh well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, tell me about two things, two two things that you have discovered about yourself since re- recoveries and sobriety, since your pivotal moment, and this new version of you, the best version of you. What have you discovered about yourself that you didn't know uh, back then? Back then, I didn't know that I am an introvert. Back then, I didn't understand that introvert, extrovert um, designation has nothing to do with how loud you are and and how much you talk. Um, It has everything to do with how how you process um, your surroundings, how you process your thoughts, your emotions, and how your energy becomes refilled. So I thought because I was a bartender and because I wasn't shy and because I was loud and funny and making jokes and like never backed down from any conversation and just ready to be on at all times, I thought that meant I was an extrovert. So I was trying to operate as that, put myself around people all the time, rarely had time alone, was always looking for the next, you know, friend group, the next event that was going on, the next family thing, wanted to be around people, people, people. And quickly into my recovery journey, I realized like, oh, I am not trying to be around any of you. (laughs) I don't want to be around nobody. I love being with myself. And that's how I get refilled. And that's how I refuel myself is with that time alone. Um, I am the strange person who can take a hour long drive with no music on it. I would say silence, but uh, you know, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I'm listening to myself. I'm thinking about something. I'm, I'm processing. Yeah. I'm processing. I need, I need silence to process. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you same. You you can ride with no music on. Uh, I I do every single day. Oh yeah. my gosh! I found my kindred, my kindred <laughs> spirit. It, it, it's so beautiful because I'm such an extrovert. I'm I'm like I am the epitome of an extrovert like my I think my superpower is connection I think any opportunity in this life that's going to get me is going to come through the connection with somebody else it's not going to come through some task like I'm I'm an extreme extrovert yes but I recharge by myself I go to the gym where there's the least amount of people I ride in the car where there's no music on oh my god (laughs) even workouts people like what do you listen to when you work out I'm like whatever's on in the background I guess I don't I don't like bring headphones to the gym i'm just i'm working out that's what i'm doing i'm not listening to music so i I don't even hardly hear it i'm just in the zone when i work out i am this is what i and people i don't know if this sounds like i'm full of myself whatever if it does when i work out i'm talking to myself 
come on, you got this. You're so strong. You can do this. Look, like, look how strong you are. Push. I'm counting down when I don't want to do another, another rep. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. You're strong. You're amazing. So I don't have time for music because music's not telling me that. <laughs> I need right. to that. I definitely discovered that I, I enjoy and love my alone time, my quiet time. I used to, I guess, subconsciously seek out chaotic, loud situations. I mean, bars are typically not peaceful. You, maybe if you're at a fancy restaurant, the bar at the fancy right. restaurant. But I, mean, I, went, I took myself out because I like to take myself out on a little, you know, every now and then it's it's important to date yourself. I, my, my Nathaniel does the same thing. And I'm like, you know, go do something. Just see you in a couple hours. Go date yourself. And so we do that. So I took myself to a nice steak dinner, sat at the bar because I still I still like to be, I don't know, in the mix sometimes. And so I sat at the bar like, okay, this is a fancy steakhouse. It should be kind of calm. I just like to watch what other people are doing. But the people next to me was tart. So it wasn't peaceful. You know, it wasn't as peaceful. But yeah, bars are not peaceful places. So I used to, I don't know, just be seeking that. Now I'm seeking the quietest spot there is. That is one thing that I was blown away i was like oh my gosh i guess i really was not operating as my true self yeah mm -hmm. alcohol will do that to you you know other other dr all drugs will do that to you you're not going to operate yeah. as yourself um and then the other thing i would say is i realized how much i truly love like I just love helping I love helping other people I love seeing people's light bulbs go off I love hearing people say that because of this community or because of this experience or because of this conversation I am different I am changed or I am benefiting so positively from it it's it's fun to see that happen as a as a fitness coach. Okay, you got your you reach a milestone. Good. We're 10 pounds down. And human bodies are absolutely amazing. I'm obsessed with the science of how you can change physically, get stronger, lose weight, gain weight. That's amazing. The change in someone's mind though, that is like what I have become obsessed with is seeing people change how they view themselves mm. and what they believe is possible about themselves i liked it before i'm obsessed with it now yeah, <laughs> yeah. i yeah. love it i love that wow um yo isn't it the amount of things that we discover about ourselves when we really cut out the things that that cloud our judgment our mind and, and, you know, I really created Don't Touch My Mindset off of this premise of, like, I'm on this track to be better, and I really don't need you to touch my mindset. I really don't want you to, I don't, don't touch my mindset. Don't infect me with your poison, your way of thinking, whatever you got going on that's negative, I ain't got time for it, right? And so we embrace the positive and the things that we discover about ourselves, like you being an introvert, me being truly an extrovert, and knowing that, oh, I only went out because I like being around people. So let's substitute those people. So it's not necessarily just, oh, I can't go to, I can't be around people because they're going to the bar. No, I need to go be around some positive people and really, you know, let's go to a conference. Yeah. Let's, let's go, let's go. Oh, wait, wait, there's people, you know what I mean? I volunteered at this conference in September 
and I was just there volunteering. I drove there and everything. And it's, I was so energized. And this was just for me knowing me, right? You know, you, you'd probably be like, no, I'm not about that, you know? <laughs> but just for me knowing me that I made a six hour drive to a conference that I volunteered at, that I didn't get paid money for at all, that I didn't post on on social media about, but I just showed up and I gave all of me to be around people. And that energized me and I learned about myself and, and, and sobriety and recovery that I'm, I'm a servant, I'm a servant leader. That's who I am. It's not, I'm not a dictator. I'm not the cool guy. I'm not, you know, and so there's just so many different things that we discover about ourselves. That's why this journey is just so amazing. Um, anything left unsaid, please uh, leave us with some inspiration and closing anything that you have on your heart, your mind that you want to share with the audience that you feel is helpful. And please let everybody know where to reach you at too. Yes. Well, do I want you to reach me? Cause I want to be by myself. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I will say for my folks that are on a um, recovery journey, specifically for, for that community that might be listening in, um, just to remind you how important rituals are. I, I'm very passionate about morning rituals, evening rituals, spiritual things that I do for my own personal practice. And I understand how we um, have fallen in rituals and how we can thrive in rituals. So my saying is to keep the ritual, change the recipe. So if your, your ritual used to be waking up and lighting a cigarette, we need to have a morning ritual, but we're not waking up and lighting a cigarette. We're changing the recipe. The, the tobacco is no longer a part of that morning recipe. Let's put a new recipe. Keep that ritual, change the recipe. Now you're waking up and maybe lighting some sage or Palo Santo. So you're still having that experience. You're still having that morning wake up. It's not cigarette smoke. It's some sage cleansing the space around you. Some Palo Santo cleansing the space around you the evening routine for folks who would come home and make a cocktail we can have a, a ritual we can have a post-work ritual i want you to come home and make some ashwagandha tea i want you to come home and make some lavender tea so you're still having that drink you're still having that hour but it's going to be a truly happy hour because i've never really seen happy hours and so happy i want you to have a truly happy hour keep the ritual change the recipe that makes up that ritual. And then for general pop who's, who are listening in, oh my goodness, please learn how to put yourself at the top of your list. And as a mother, as a black woman, for me to say, put myself at the top of my list, it's unheard of and that's great. I wanna break down all the barriers and the obstacles that would be in the way of me putting myself at the top. It doesn't mean that my son is not on my list and my partner is not on my list. But if I'm not taking care of myself and my needs, my mental needs, my physical needs, my spiritual needs, they're not getting the full experience of me. They're getting tired me, maybe um, resentful me. Um, they're getting <laughs> they're getting broken me, meaning spiritually, I'm just not put together. So I have to be at the top and that's not, selfish to put myself at the top because what I'm doing here taking care of me is so that I can give 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 but if I'm empty how am I going to give to you everyone needs to learn how to prioritize themselves and their mental health and their spiritual health and their physical health so that you can 
give, 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 in my opinion. But I'm also like you, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm here to serve, here to give, here to help. So of course, I'm going to encourage folks to prioritize their themselves so that they can give more. So yeah, keep the ritual, change the recipe. If you're in the recovery journey, those rituals that keep us on track, online, on a, on a schedule and routine, that's great. You might need to switch up what you're doing in that ritual. And for the general population, learn how to put yourself at the top of your list. You have to. That's so important. Like, how are you gonna how are you gonna be good for anybody else if you ain't great for yourself? Might sound cliche and people hear it, but it's like when you learn how to do it, then you understand why it has to be said over and over and over and over. And that's and that's so that's so I got in a conversation. It wasn't a conversation, it was a heated debate. I ain't gonna say argument. It was a heated debate between uh, a, a dude and I, and, uh, and he was like, well, well, who do you put first in your relationships? I said, me. He said, well, that's selfish. I said, no, it's not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. How am I going to be the best version of me for anybody for anybody else if I'm not the best version of me? I sleep with me. I, 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 I spent six months by myself in a box. You know what I mean? Like that, that's me. I had to deal with me in order to deal with anything else on the outside. I think there's three levels of mastery. Understand self, understand others, and then you recognize situational needs. Recognize what the situation calls for. Once you can understand yourself, you can understand that others are different and others are the same. And then we can recognize what the situation calls for. Um, I love it. I love it. Yo, you know, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Please, if somebody wants to reach out to you, inquire oh. about some coaching, anything. But she said, oh. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Um, right now, I'd say the best place to reach out to me, send a DM um, is going to be Instagram, which is uh, my handle is Keola Reigns at Keola Reigns. So shoot me a message on Instagram. If you're not on Instagram, you can find my outdated website. <laughs> You can go to there. I'll get a message if you send it there. Um, Keola Reigns also, keolareigns.com. But find me on IG. I like folks to find me there so you can kind of see my personality before you even think you might want to mess with me. Because, you know, you got to see if you like the flavor before you have the whole meal. A lot. Am I it's, a, it's, it's like it's like a <laughs> silent, spicy gumbo. That's it It's an yeah. introverted, spicy gumbo. <laughs> exactly. It's going to hit you. You see it. You're like, oh, that looks good. That that looks good. And they're like, oh, that's spicy. That's me. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining us. Please, please, whenever you want to, come back again.